We're on a two-year series called The Centrality of Jesus <laughs> where he said, all right, everything that's not centered on Jesus, throw it in the trash. So we've been doing that for a couple of years. His person, his work, his teaching, his, his authority. Uh, we haven't got to authority yet. We're currently on teaching. And one of the things that Jesus taught and modeled for us was the person of the Holy Spirit. He came introducing, delivering, teaching about the person of the Holy Spirit. And so we get to know the Holy Spirit because He's the anointing. He's the spirit of holiness. He's the spirit of adoption. He's the spirit of truth. He's the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. He's the spirit now of glory is what we've been uh, looking at. I also want to give you this, 1 Peter 2, 20 and 21. We're going to eat that passage this week or sit in, sit in Scripture with Jesus in that 1 Peter uh, chapter 2, verse 20 and 21. All right, so the Lord Holy Spirit is the Spirit of glory. Let's read First Peter 4, verse 12. Wow, I've got five minutes to share. Praise God. All right, dear friends, <laughs> I'll probably go till about 1145 or so. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fire ordeal that's come on you to test you as though something strange is happening. See, when you go through trials and tribulation, don't act like it's strange. There's a good thing happening. Don't ask what your trials do to you. Ask what they do for you because God's got a plan. I'm not saying He's sending them on you, but you know, I think He allows us to go through things to form Christ and His glory and His expression in us to be revealed through us because His glory is revealed through suffering. And we do suffer in this life. Verse 13, But rejoice in as much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ. There it is. So that you may be overjoyed when His glory is revealed. Somebody needs to Bible hub that passage. I'd love to know what overjoyed is right there. Uh, when His glory, His essence, His nature, His character is revealed. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you're blessed for the spirit of glory and the spirit of God rests upon you. This is not strange. This is normal Christianity. And he writes this, I believe, under inspiration of the Holy Spirit because it's in contrast to the idea, well, if I have faith, nothing bad will ever happen to me. If I walk by faith, you know, if I'm loving Jesus, it'll all be cream gravy for me. If you're not being pressed but not crushed, persecuted, not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed, something's wrong. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, really, if you're not suffering here or there with some kind of persecution or problem or trial, then uh, we might need to check what's going on. Make sure you're on the right side. Amen. Now, it doesn't mean that uh, it's always going to be like that, but let's lose the idea that it's the love of God to protect us from suffering. Oh, boy. Stacy told me this this week, she said, we hear a lot about the love and goodness of God at Grace Church, and rightfully so. But we often don't embrace suffering as an opportunity to put God's glory and essence on display because we don't see suffering as loving or kind, to which I added, but isn't it? Would it be kind for God to teach us in this life that we're really made to reveal Him and His nature, not reveal how the world responds to adversity. It would be love if you're made by Him and for Him and you're made to express His glory. 
because glory is revealed in suffering. It's one of the ways the world looks at us and we're different. Like I shared some of those testimonies with you last week. And uh, I, I love the one, the woman in South Carolina when the, the white person shot up the black church and she goes on TV and says, I'm praying for him. I love him. I've, I have already forgiven him. He needs Christ. So we saw the glory of God. That's not man. The glory of man would have, you know. And, and our, our world, our world, our culture, let me say that, our culture feeds and propagates offense. I mean, they'll tell you, you're justified in that. By God, I'm angry about that. And I'm angry at that person. I'm upset about that because they did and they said and all that stuff. Man, we often try to exact justice for our old man. That's the flesh. Your new man doesn't need justice or require it. Because your new man's complete in Christ. And you have all things that pertain to life and godliness. You don't need something from somebody else. Forgiveness, the power to forgive doesn't come from an apology. Because they kissed your feet enough. The power to forgive comes from Christ in you. And the glory of God manifesting through your suffering. One of the ways that we suffer is when we love those who don't love us well. Now, I didn't say you, you trust your whole household to them and come on in and do whatever. I'm not saying that, but I'm talking about you, you don't have the right to tell Jesus he can't love another person through you. Amen. If, you if that's your MO, you're Lord of your own life. I love that, though. And Brother Don and I were talking this week. He's the one that kind of brought that out is I love that thought that my new creation man does not require justice. My new creation man knows that nobody's getting away with anything. Come on, touch your neighbor and say, think about it. Well, Steve, he's my, he's my protector. He's my strong tower. He's my fortress. He's, what about all that? Yeah, he is those things. So trust him and quit exacting revenge out of your flesh and try to get justice from your flesh because the wrath of man does not work the righteousness of God. James said, amen, somebody. Yeah. And it's not that God's causing everything and creating suffering. Adam created the suffering. Okay? It's just there. God likes to use suffering to prove this little nugget. 1 John 4, 4. Greater is he that's within you than anything that's happening outside of you. That you don't need all this to go right for you to reveal the glory and goodness of God. We do not self-generate God's glory. He expresses his glory as us. I'm going to say it again. You don't self-generate the glory of God. God is Himself. And He expresses Himself as us and through us. When what is in God inwardly, His essence is seen in us and is seen in this realm, that's His glory. That's why Christ in you is the mystery of the gospel and the hope of God being seen. That day when Leela Robinson forgave her ex-husband, called him up, and, well, she, she purposed to forgive him. And then the Lord said, no, I want you to ask him to forgive you for hating him for five years because you know better. The glory of God was not revealed in Leela's heart when she hated him. What do you think this whole war is over? It's over who's going to be expressed. Are we going to reveal Lucifer and his pride and give me what's mine? I deserve. I got rights. Or are we going to reveal the nature of God? So when she called him up and said, 
Would you please forgive me? I've had all this offense for five years and it's caused all kinds of problems with you and I and how we manage our children uh, together. He cried. And, uh, you know, she was released. So was he. Forgiveness heals two ways, when you get it and when you give it. Are you for forgiveness? Did you see how I separated the two words? Are you for it? Are you for giving? Do you have anything to give? You got the fullness of the Lord Jesus Christ in you, man. That poor guy, he's got no resources. You got them all. Unless he's in Christ. Does that make sense to you? Are you for giving? I'm for it. Amen. The objective glory of God is a noun. The activity of the glory of God is a verb. When you see God heal somebody, do a miracle. Is Jody Brown in here? She was. There she is. Jody's in the back. Jody, how many children did the doctor tell you you could have way back when? Zero. How many do you have now? Two. So <laughs> go ahead. Give the Lord praise. So when... The glory of God manifests in a miracle or in the healing, something supernatural beyond the natural, beyond what doctors can understand. That glory is a verb. The objective glory of God is a noun. The activity of the glory of God is a verb. The expression of the glory of God is a person. And His name is Jesus Christ and church. He lives in you. And He gets expressed via the Spirit of glory. Get to know the Holy Spirit as the spirit of glory. Just like you know him as the spirit of holiness. Right? Who's conforming you and transforming you into holiness. The spirit of truth. Who's guiding you into all truth. Get to know the person of the Holy Spirit. There's example after example. Where he makes us partakers of his glory. And forms the goodness of God in us. Exodus thirty-three nineteen, When Moses said, let me see your glory. God said, I'll let my what? My goodness pass before you. Jesus went about doing good. Doing good and healing all oppressed of the devil. The goodness of God is on display in His glory. And it can even happen in suffering. It provides, the Holy Spirit provides glory in suffering. How about the martyrs? With one hand, He's raising, He's praising God. With the other arm, you know, it's got a lion attached to it. How did that happen? How did that stuff happen in the Colosseum that they write about? They're lighting them on fire and they're singing praise to God. That is the glory of God revealed through suffering. What does it mean? When God is seen, His essence is revealed in and through us in the natural realm. It's the glory of God. And we don't conjure it. He is it in the person of Christ and now he's in you, Colossians 1.27, the hope of glory. And isn't it, isn't it fascinating that the world can see the gospel when we respond to suffering in a different kind of way than with justification of our anger and our feelings. Judgment, as I said, begins in this house of the Lord. So we judge our own hearts and we never let our response to someone's harming us be uglier than the sin they harmed us with. In terms of value, consider your heavenly father values his character showing up more than you getting justice. <laughs> Woo, that's so good. 
Just assign more value to this. God values His glory manifesting in you more than you getting revenge. Amen. That's so powerful. What a statement. Well, I thought he was my defender. He is. Nobody's getting away with anything. Do you trust him? Will you entrust yourself to the one who judges righteously? Because that's what Jesus did in Peter. Look at Romans 12, 17. I'm going to hurry. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. That sounds just like our culture right there. Don't ever repay anybody evil for evil. That's what they preach on CNN. If it's, if it's possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, don't avenge yourselves. Give place to wrath. Cause it's written, vengeance is mine. I'll repay. Can he lie? He don't lie. Trust him. Entrust yourself to the one who judges righteously. You don't know what all went into that cake, all that ingredients, all the abuse, all the anger, maybe molestation. Who knows what went into that cake that they threw in your face? He knows you don't. So trust yourself to the righteous judge. And say, Lord, I want your glory manifested through suffering. And if I have to be humiliated for you, I will take dignity in the indignity. Come on, give him praise in the house of God. Yeah, dignity in the indignity, Lord. I'll show it to you. It's in Acts chapter 5. Vengeance is mine. I'll repay. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. If he offends you, call him up and say, I forgive you. Because I'm for forgiveness. <laughs> in doing, you'll heap coals of fire on his head. We're like, yes, burn him, Lord. That's probably not the right interpretation there. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with Good. Fire. Fire, let's think about it, is the Lord's uh, perfect, per- perfect judgment and purification of a matter. Let's let God's fire come and purify the situation. Amen. First Peter chapter 2. Verse 20, for what credit is it when you're beaten for your faults that you take it patiently? But when you do good and suffer for it, if you take it patiently, this is commendable. For to you, or for to this, you were called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example. Hey, follow in his footsteps. Look at verse 22. Who committed no sin, nor deceit found his mouth. He did nothing wrong. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten. Woo! But he committed himself to him who judges righteously, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having now died to sins, might live under righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. You are whole. For we all like sheep gone astray, but you've returned now to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Who is the shepherd of your soul? Don't let it be... Amen. It's Jesus, Wyatt said. Don't let it be your emotions. Don't let it be your self-righteous judgment. Uh, we gotta, we got to trust the Lord to judge these matters rightly, to purify them, bring purification to them. Amen, somebody? Amen. If you try to exact your own justice, you're going to lean on the arm of the flesh, and it's going to be a disaster because the wrath of man doesn't work the righteousness of job. Uh, of job. Oh, God. Your new creation man doesn't need justice to have shalom. 
Your new creation man, Christ in you, doesn't need revenge to be able to love somebody well. We have to ask ourselves, are we overcomers or are we not? Are we invincible? What's the, what's the juggernaut? Is it Micah 4.13? In the Message Bible. How do we live an invincible life? Unshakable, Hebrews 12 says. We, we belong to an unshakable kingdom. How do we do it? Spirit of glory. That we derive our source from Him. Let me read this to you in Acts chapter 5, and I'll make good on my promise to wrap up at 11.45. Here it is, Acts 5 verse 40. They agreed with him, and when they called for the apostles of the early church, they beat them and commanded, do not speak in Jesus' name, and they let them go. So they departed from the presence of the council, and they never said another word about Jesus from that day on. Wrong. They departed from the presence rejoicing they were counted worthy to suffer shame for Jesus. <laughs> they found dignity in the indignity. Wow. You want to shame me? You want to curse me? You want to beat me? Fine. Let's let the glory of God be revealed. You want to drag me in the Colosseum and light me on fire? Fine. Here's some hymns for you. Do not fear. Those who can only kill the body. Verse 42. And daily in the temple and every house they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. Boy, isn't that something? That's so powerful. When we as Christians live out the nature of God despite persecution or trial or suffering, we're putting on display the glory of the living God. And now when people see us, they can see Him. And that's our prayer every time. And it's not just in suffering. What if you win the lottery? Who should be revealed? The glory of God. Not selfishness. Amen. All right, let me give you a few to wrap this up. Oh, let's see. Here we go. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Scott, you guys can come or Stephen or whoever. What's so funny? (laughs) Somebody just, come on. So let me say again, you do not require justice and revenge. Remember the African-American woman on TV in South Carolina? She didn't say, well, I hope God kills that man. I hope he burns in hell. I hope he really gets his just desserts. Who, Who taught her not to go after that, that type of justice. Yeah. The same one who said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Remember when they apologized to him for that? They said, we're sorry we ripped your beard off your face and we jabbed you with that spear. We're sorry we spit on you too. Did anybody do that? So he forgave them unilaterally. Stephen, Acts chapter 7, the first martyr, said basically the same thing. Father, don't hold this charge against them. That's the same Christ that's in you. You didn't get a different Christ and you didn't get a different faith. Second Peter chapter 1, to those who have obtained like precious faith with all the apostles. Those guys were martyred. You have the same faith in you, in Christ. Same in birth uh, faith by Christ. So what I'm getting at is your new creation man doesn't need other people to act a certain way so you can have joy. 
Why? The Lord is your shepherd. You don't want. You don't lack. Second Peter 1, 3. His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue. Colossians 2, 10. And you are complete in Him who is the head of all principality and power. Look at that. Everybody say, I'm complete in Christ. Romans 8, 17. And if we're children, we're heirs. We're heirs of God. We're joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with Him, that we may be what? glorified together. John chapter 7, speaking of the Holy Spirit, verse 37 through 39, says that the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet been glorified. Where would Jesus be glorified? Where would the glory really be seen? The cross. Suffering. Romans 5, 1, therefore having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 1, 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. My goodness. 2 Corinthians 3.18, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord in the mirror are being transformed into His very same image from glory to glory by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Stand with me. Woo! Come on, is He good or what? The Lord is good. He is good to us. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're here this morning... You say, Brother Steve, I do not know this life of Christ that you speak of. All I've ever known, I mean, I've been to church, I, I've heard about Jesus dying, but I didn't know He came to give divine life. John three sixteen, that we wouldn't perish, but that we'd have everlasting life right on the inside of us. If that's you and you say, Brother Steve, I want to I receive Christ into my heart. I, I want to be lifed. I'm tired of being dead and stale. If that's you, would you slip your hand up and say, pray for me. I want to be born again. Amen. Right back here. Thank you, brother. Brother Ron, right back there in front of the sound booth, right behind Naomi. Thank you, brother. Just go back and pray with him. Thank you. Anybody else? Join our brother. I do not know the life of Christ. And I'm tired of being a dead man walking. I want life on the inside of me. Anyone? Right there, Ron. Right there. Yep, that's it. Thank you. Let's pray with our brother. Say this out loud. Heavenly Father, this morning, I believe and I receive the Lord Jesus Christ as my life, my Lord, and my Savior. Lord Jesus, thank you for providing divine life into me from this day forward. I am alive and I am not dead. I am yours and you are mine. I receive your everlasting covenant with me. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Congratulations. Bless you, brother. Bless you. All right. Well, let's pray. Gather church. Let's open our hands. Let me just pray for you. Father, I thank you for the spirit of glory. And the world is in for an awakening, Lord. They're going to begin to see people who the greater one lives in. Lord, that we just don't respond like the world does. We just don't react the way the world does. But Lord, we embrace your love for us. We embrace the spirit of glory. The essence of God himself being revealed. Lord, at times... In suffering, at time, at times in trials. 
But we're not going to act like something strange is happening to us. We're going to realize Christ is, has got an opportunity to be revealed in us. Thank you for lifting up our eyes to the fields. Thank you that we're your co-laborers, Lord Jesus. I thank you for releasing gifts all over this room. Words of knowledge, words of wisdom, eyes to see, ears to hear what others are saying. We have one life to live, and that life is Christ. We love you. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Come on, give him praise this morning. Your best praise.